podcast today is January 8th, 2024, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Welcome to the Y'all Rookie Podcast. So great to have you here with me. Glad to be back. Happy New Year. First show of the year, first shoot show in a little while, you know, rough end of the year of 2023, but we're back now to talk about these exciting rookies and how they've been doing so far, and they're fulfilling our expectations for the most part. Let's start off with uh, the leaders in categories as far as points, rebounds, assists, etc. Give you the top five in each category. Right now, Victor Wimbayama is leading in points with 19. Chet Holmgren second with 17 and a half. Brandon Miller almost 15. Jaime Jaquez almost 14. And Scoot Henderson with 12. Leaders in rebounds, Victor Wimbayama, 10 rebounds per game. Derek Lively, seven and a half. Chet Holmgren, seven and a half. Osar Thompson, seven. Brandon Pozdemski with five. Leaders in assists, Scoot Henderson with five. Keontae George, four and a half. Craig Porter Jr., undrafted with 3.3. Brandon Pozdemski with three. And Vasile Milicic with three. Leaders in blocks, Victor Wimbayama. You're going to keep hearing that name. <laughs> with three, Chet Holmgren, two and a half. Derek Lively, one and a half. And Osar Thompson with one. Steals, Victor Wimbayama. Pretty much all these guys have one, so I'm saying just their names. Victor Wimbayama, Jaime Jaquez, Tumani Kamara, Brandon Prozemski, Marquise Noel, all with one per game. And the leader in minutes right now is Brandon Miller, followed very closely by Jaime Jaquez, Chet Holmgren, Victor Wimbayama. They're all right around that 30-minute mark per game. So, you know, each week, Leaders go up and down, but the top really remain the same. And as far as the top rookies of the year so far, through week 11, we played 11 weeks, believe it or not, but Victor Wembanyama is still the reigning rookie, I mean, leader for rookie of the year right now. But Chet Holmgren's giving a great push, and a couple other guys are rising the ranks. Um, But let's start with Victor Wembanyama. He's played 30 games thus far. He's been even more impressive than I think most people would have imagined. And they had very high expectations. <laughs> and so I'm very proud of Victor. Uh, he is handling the load of the NBA very well. He, he's not really resting too many games. The most games any rookie's played is 35. He's played 30. So there's not a lot of load management, even though they're on a bad team. They're losing a lot. Um, but... Victor's still playing for the most part, and he's playing big minutes. Uh, Like I said, almost 30 a game, and he's playing dominant. I mean, if he had a good team around him, which I'm sure the Spurs will have in a year or two, they're going to be a scary sight to see. They could be Oklahoma City in a few years. So Oklahoma City better uh, win while they can (laughs) because the Spurs are coming up. But like I said, almost 30 minutes per game. He is shooting almost 30% from three. Uh, He toned down some of those bad shots. And, you know, for the most part, he is taking five threes per game. Uh, I don't know if the Spurs are going to continue that or try to reel him in a little bit more, but he's playing center more now than he was earlier in the season. And I think that's actually helping his game out. But like I said, averaging 19 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, one steal, and three blocks per game. That's outrageous for a rookie. That's outrageous for most players in general. He's averaging a double-double. Uh, coming from overseas uh, to the America and, and being a teenager. This is ridiculous. He's killing it. I mean, it's not much to be said. Um, <laughs> I just 
Can't wait to see more of his growth. He's got some great young players with him, but they're real they're a little bit too young. So we'll see how Victor continues to flourish. Uh he's dominating. He played against Giannis the other day, and Giannis Antenacumpo said he's never seen anything like Victor Wimiyama. So I mean, we have never seen anything like Giannis. So for Giannis to say that about Victor, I mean it's just incredible. It it goes to show you what we're witnessing here. Uh something that it's just out of this world, really. So, you know, and that that can go for the next guy as well, Chet Holmgren. Second-year player, but technically a rookie. Chet Holmgren for OKC has played 34 games. So I thought he would be a loge manager guy as well as he came out last year. But he's played 34 games. And like I said, the most played are 35. 30 minutes per game. He's playing great. And um, I like the way he's playing. He's not playing all herky-jerky and, you know, out of control. He's playing the center position, holding it down for OKC. And I think the way he's playing, he's not going to need to miss too many games for load management or anything. He's playing like he's playing pretty safe as far as injury wise. So I like that. Um, but yeah, in 30 minutes per game, he's averaging 17 and a half points, seven and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, almost a steal, and two and a half blocks per game. So He's holding down the four for OKC. Everyone thought they would need another big guy in there with him because his frame. But, I mean, he's doing great, and OKC is a winning organization right now. So, Chet Holmgren, a lot of people say he's in contention for defensive player of the year, doing a great job for OKC. Technically, he does have an advantage (laughs) because it's his second year, technically, but he's still considered a rookie. So, um, you know, he's had a lot of good games uh, this year. And there's more to come. I mean, the blocks that he's had, he's had an eight-game, eight-block game, seven-block game, four-block game. That's just not typical for rookies. And speaking of that, let me mention Victor real quick. He's had a six-block game, multiple five-block game. So these two guys are leaders of the new school, uh, leader. (laughs) They're going to start something, a new trend in the NBA, I believe, with the tall, skinny guys. That was something that was kind of frowned upon with Bobo and the previous guys like him because they weren't panning out. But now the NBA is shifting toward these tall, skinny, great offensive and defensive players. You, you Most of the time we thought they would not translate from college or from international play. They are translating. I could see the tide shifting in the NBA from going from the Steph Curry's to now we're going to be going to look for seven-footers that can do it all like these two guys. So, next, we're going to go right ahead to number three, Jaime Jaquez for the Miami Heat. Believe it or not, he's number three, and he was drafted 19th by the Miami Heat, so they got a steal. And I will say three and four, it's kind of like a 3A and 3B. They're like minuscule differences, but I got to give it to Jaime Jaquez. He's played more games than the number four guy, so let's just go into him. Jaime has played the full 35 games for Miami Heat. He's averaging almost 14 points per game, almost four rebounds, almost three assists, one steal, and 0.3 blocks per game. He's been filling in tremendous for Miami. I don't think they planned on using him this much, but they've had a ton of injuries, mainly with Jimmy Butler and also with Caleb Martin. Other guys have been in and out of the lineup, including Bam, uh, Tyler Hero. So, I mean, they've kind of been depleted, and Jaime Jaquez has filled that role. I saw him play against... uh, LeBron and the Lakers the other day and I mean when you're a rookie and you could see LeBron James on the court it's been said before 
uh, about great players. Like you see them and you're kind of starstruck. Jaime Hawkins went right up against LeBron James, backed him down, did the hesitation, turn around, fade away right in his face. And I mean, it was a beautiful move. Clearly the confidence was there. No fear in his heart at all. And that's that Miami Heat culture. You know, I'm sure he's went up against Jimmy Butler enough in practice to be like, I can do this against LeBron. And he did. And he did great. Uh, you know, in that game, he had 16 points and eight assists. So Jaime Jaquez is really impressing me. In my opinion, this is probably my worst call. <laughs> I thought he was a guy that should have been drafted in the 50s. If drafted at all, he was a four-year player in college. He looked like a good college player, but I said there's no way his skills are going to translate to the NBA Well, he'll be doing this. Well, he's doing this. So I got to give it up to Jaime Jaquez. And that experience from college is clearly helping him, not hurting him. And he was ready to play with the older guys right away. Um, like I said, that eight assist game, that's his most, uh, at least since week five. Uh, he's had a 10 rebound game. He had a 31 point game. That's his career high. That was in the same game with the 10 rebounds. And he had two steals against Philadelphia. So Jaime Jaquez is going to be a fixture for this team. I, I believe when Caleb Martin comes back, other guys come back. Hey, what high Smith? Um, this is Jaime Hawkins' job. He's not giving this back. You know, he'll play along Jimmy and Bam, I believe, and they're going to go on from there because you can't bench this guy right now. That's how good Jaime Hawkins is playing. That's why he's the number three rookie thus far. Number four, Brandon Miller for the Charlotte Hornets. That's right. The number three pick, the, well, he was the number two pick. We always think he's number three, but he was the new number two pick and much maligned, but he's been playing very well for the Hornets. He got off to an early start with Miles Bridges being suspended. And he really hasn't taken too much of a backseat since. Uh, Brandon Miller's averaging 15 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, almost a steal, and a half block per game in 31 minutes. Um, he's shooting well, filling in well when players are in and out of the lineup. LaMelo is out right now, so you would think that would kind of hurt his production. But it hasn't really. He's, he's kind of been that steady player all year. Um, that was without Miles, without LaMelo. Now Gordon Haywood is out. So there's a lot of guys in and out of the lineup that's allowing Brandon Miller to continue to get minutes and develop on the court. And I love his trajectory. Slow and steady wins the race. And like I said, he's the third leading scorer as far as rookies thus far. So Brandon Miller's doing very well. He had a, a nice little streak of games where it was 20, 16, 18, 16, 14, 14, 21. Like the points are consistent. You know, the other stats are middling. But they're not low. So, you know, it's like five boards, six boards, five boards, six boards, assist around the three range. So Brandon Miller is very much so impressing on his Charlotte Hornets team uh, that everyone was thinking they made the wrong decision not drafting Scoop. Um, thus far, he's been playing better than Scoop, but Scoop does seem to be on the rise. So we'll get to him in a minute. Number five, Asar Thompson for the Detroit Pistons. For a while there, he was the number two, number three rookie by far uh, in this class, the way he was playing with Detroit. But Detroit is a dumpster fire, and they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot right now. Uh, over the last 10, 15 games, since probably December 15th, they haven't really used Asar Thompson like they should be using him. Um, you know, he's averaging – he's. Right now, 25 minutes per game. That should be 35 at minimum. 
Uh, but he's averaging almost nine points per game, seven rebounds per game, two assists, one steal, and one block. And those rebounds, like I said, are at seven right now. They were at 10, you know, after three and four weeks. But the minutes have came down. It seems like they're kind of punishing him for the lack of shooting, which is why I had him lower in my draft class because I figured he'll be a defensive asset, but not bring much to the offensive end. But, I mean, really, he's been a really good all-around player for these guys, and it shouldn't be up to him to score. You should have other scorers and shooters around him. So, Osar should be playing more. We've seen what he's done. He's a fantasy category monster when he gets the minutes. He's on a team that he should be getting the minutes. So, we're just waiting to see when that will happen. And maybe at the trade deadline, Detroit will do some things. Maybe some injuries will open things back up for Osar Thompson. But he did have a 20-point game recently. Well, a month ago, December 11, against Indiana. Uh, But the rebounds have declined a lot. Assists declined a lot just because Detroit is Detroit. I mean, nothing else we can say about that. Next, let's move along to Derek Lively. His stats may not be jaw-dropping, but he's probably one of the most important rookies to his team right now. Uh, Derek Lively is with the Mavs. Of course, he's averaging 25 minutes per game, averaging nine points per game, seven and a half boards, one assist, a half a steal, and one and a half blocks per game. Those numbers may not jump out to you on the page, but he is super important to the Mavs and their success. You know, when he plays, they play much better. Um, They don't need him to go out there and score 10 plus points. Um, they just need him there for the rebounds, the blocks, his presence with his length. He's seven foot one. So it seems like he's missed a lot of games because every time you hear about the Mavs, it's like Lively is out, banged up. Lively could miss the next game. But really, he's played 29 out of the 35 games. So he hasn't missed that many games. It just seems like it. And it seems like when he's in a rhythm, oh, he's doing good. Oh, he got a double-double. Then, boom, he gets hurt and misses a few games. Then he comes back, and then he has to build back up. Then he misses another game. But Derek Lively is still the sixth most important rookie thus far in the season. Well, sixth best rookie. He's 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 one of the most important ones, like I said, um, for the Mavs. And you can tell Luca loves playing with him. Great lob presence, great defensive presence. And when he's not in the game, they have to rely on Dwight Powell, who's a good veteran center. But he doesn't have that pop of Derek Lively. They'd much rather have him in there. And to say that as a rookie, that is very impressive for him. Next, number seven, believe it or not, Scoot Henderson is back. (laughs) Early in the season, it looked like, "Mm, is he a bad pick? For most people, not for me. Uh, In my opinion, he's the number one prospect coming into this uh, class. Um, Clearly, Victor has shown out and proven everyone that he should be that guy, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. Scoot is back on the rise. You know, out of those 35 games, he's really only missed 10 games playing 25. It seems like he's played five or 10 games, but he's played 25. He had a slow start in the beginning. Right now, he's averaging 28 minutes per game, 12 points per game, three rebounds, five assists, a half a steal, 0.3 blocks per game. And like I said, he's leading the rookies in assists. And I think those numbers will only climb up. He's overtaking Malcolm Brogdon for that starting uh, point guard role. And, you know, he's getting leeway to uh, perform well for the Blazers. Recently, he had one of his better games of the season. You know, he's had a 23-10 and 10 game. He had a 17-10 and 10 game. 
against Dallas January 5th. Um, so 22 and 11, 17 and 11, he's getting those double-doubles, getting those huge assist numbers, and that's great. And that's what's going to raise his assist numbers up. Over the last two months, they've been nearing the double-digit mark. So early in the season, they were super low. Sometimes one, sometimes three, four. Now he's getting 10, 6, 11, 7. So we'll see how the year plays out for Scoob. He's not really a player right now. We can judge week to week. It's going to be the year-wise. And then I think next year he's going to take that leap. But he's still playing well for Portland, and he's on the rise. So don't be surprised in a month or two, maybe less, if he's number three, number four. We will see. But uh, he's learning on the fly with Portland. And I think Malcolm Brogdon's going to help him out, even though he's kind of competition. I think he's going to help him out. Next, we have Keontae George for the Utah Jazz. Uh, one of my favorite players in this class. He's played 31 games so far, 25 minutes per game, averaging 11 points, three boards, four and a half assists, a half steal, and pretty much no blocks per game. But he's a small guard. Now, early in the season, they were working him in. Then he eventually overtook Colin Sexton and uh, Chris Dunn for the starting point guard role, and he started to perform well. But then he got banged up, and he missed a few games. I think he missed missed seven games recently in December, right when he was starting to pick things up. You know, he's kind of been going in and out, in and out. Have a good game, super great game, then nothing. Average game, nothing, you know. But then once he was starting to catch his stride, he got hit with that ankle injury. Missed seven games. He's back now, but he's still kind of back to starting over, basically, in the beginning of the season where he's, you know, playing well, showing flashes, but can't keep it consistent. So, and right now, uh, Colin Sexton's been playing great. So, Sexton has kind of cut into his minutes where he was starting to gain momentum in that area. Sexton is now. So, Keontae George still number seven, number eight right now as far as rookies in the season, but he has the path to continue to go up. Utah may make some moves, and I don't think they truly think they're going anywhere with Colin Sexton as their point guard. So I believe Keontae George will get the reins again, and we'll see where it goes. He deserves it. He played great. Uh, Recently, he had a 21-point game, six rebounds, uh, 14-point game. But Back in December 11th, right before he got hurt, that game before he got hurt, he had 30 points and seven assists. So we know what he can do. It just takes him all putting it back together with the health, the team, and everything. So we will see. Keep your eye on Keontae George. He's number eight. Number nine, a bit of a surprise. He was around the 18th pick in the draft for the Golden State Warriors. A lot of people were like, why were they taking him? He's going to be the third string point guard. They have Chris Paul. They have Steph Curry. So it's kind of a luxury pick or like overthinking pick when there were other guys out there they they probably could have used. But now it's turned out to be a pretty solid pick. You know, right now he's the ninth best rookie, uh, averaging nine points per game, 23 minutes per game, five rebounds, three assists, one steal per game. So he and these numbers are going to continue going up as well. Chris Paul is hurt. Uh, They were dealing with injuries of other players. uh, Draymond being suspended. And that was allowing Brandon Pozniemski to play more because Chris Paul was hurt earlier in the season as well. So whenever he was out, Paz played more. There's a blowout, Paz played more. So he's growing with this team. He's actually taking on leadership uh, roles. You know, one of the games they lost, he said, I got to do better. That was on me. 
you may have heard the clip where Clay Thompson was like, <clears throat> dramatic rookie. <laughs> you know, it's not on him. But I like to see that accountability. You know, he's a, already fitting in with the team. He's not just a guy that's sitting there with his mouth closed, head down. You know, he wants to win. He's playing well for Golden State. You know, nine and five uh, coming from Golden State, that's a team that doesn't play rookies. You know, when they had Kaminga and Moody in their first year, we wanted them to play more. They didn't really play that much. So Paz is coming in on a very, very veteran-laced team and playing well. And like I said, he's got the opportunity to do a lot more with Chris Paul going down with a serious injury right now. Um, So, you know, a lot of double-digit games. His last three, six, seven, eight games have been double figures in points. He had a 10-rebound, two nine-rebound games. The assists are there. He had a five-steal game recently. So his all-around categorical productions are great, especially for fantasy. But uh, for the Warriors as well, he's doing it all. And that's what the Warriors need. You know, really, I think they need a big. Um, But other than that, he's playing great. Pazimski, number nine. Uh, And last on the list, number 10, Bilal Kulabali for the Washington Wizards. He would be higher if he was getting more minutes. He's at 27 minutes per game, averaging eight and a half points, four boards, two assists, almost a a steal per game and almost a block per game. These are great all-around numbers. I think he needs more minutes, more shot opportunities. Um, You know, he's only attempting six and a half shots per game. That needs to be up for someone you drafted eighth and has one of the most highest upsides for your team. You know, Jordan Poole, up and down, not really. I don't think he's going to be the future of their team. Give the ball to Bilal Kulabali. Even though Bilal is not like an offensive guy, he's going to learn. The way to learn is give it to him, let him try things. Um, but it's his rookie year. You got to be patient. Remember, Giannis was not doing all this crazy stuff in his rookie year. He learned it on the fly. I like Bilal's trajectory. Uh, love his defense, his length. And he's on a bad team. So teams that are tanking or just bad, at the end of the year, they play the young guys even more. Because, I mean, even though they have a lot of young guys, <laughs> The young guys that they want to see what they can do, they play a lot more near the end of the season. So look out for that with Bilal Koulibaly. Now I have a couple other guys I want to give a shout-out to for honorable mention. They're playing well. Um, They just didn't crack that top 10. I had to start with Kaysen Wallace. He's probably 10B for OKC. Nice uh, amount of games recently. He's kind of just filling a row. And look out for, you know, hate to say this, but if Josh Giddy misses games, Kaysen Wallace you know, he'll be there. But he's playing well on a contending team, uh, filling the roles uh, for the team. And uh, you, you like the you like what he brings to the game. His defense is the main asset. You're not going to – the stats are not going to pop out at you too much. But that defense he's playing for, OKC, is really helping the team. Another guy, Trace Jackson Davis for Golden State Warriors. You may have heard his name. He's on the rise with Draymond Green out. Been getting a lot of double-doubles lately, playing well. And that's, as I said, another rookie for Golden State. He should have been a late first, early second. He went near the end of the draft, uh, which was crazy. Uh, But they're taking advantage of that. And Draymond will be back soon. We'll see if he goes back to not really playing at all. But I think the way he's played in the last 10 games, he should get more minutes on this Golden State team. Next, give it up to Amen Thompson. He was hurt. He missed a lot of games early in the season. But he's starting to get some rotation minutes now. Uh, recently had a 12.4 board, six assists, two steal game. That's what he can do with consistent minutes. He played 34 minutes that game. He's not played anywhere close to that since. But give him those minutes, the production will come. 
but Fred Van Vliet's there. So it's going to be tough to get that, but Amen Thompson is back healthy now. He will have a brighter future near the end of the season. Jordan Hawkins, probably should have mentioned him earlier, uh, easily could have been in the top 10, but he's taken a back seat recently since everyone's gotten healthy for um, New Orleans, but he was playing tremendous early in the season. Uh, multiple double-digit games. It's just recently, in the last month, it hasn't really been anything there for him uh, because everyone's healthy on New Orleans. But he has proven a lot to players and fans all alike. Jordan Hawkins for the Pelicans. Give him minutes. He's productive. I've been impressed. Speaking of impressed, another guy I got to give a shout-out to, Craig Porter Jr., undrafted rookie for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Came out of nowhere, really. Undersized guard. Has filled in with Garland hurt, other players hurt, Donovan Mitchell, um, and he's shown out. You know, he had a set, he had a nineteen point seven board, eight assist game uh, recently. So a lot of big games like that, nice assist games, nice point games for a small point guard. A lot of people didn't think that was possible. Give him a shout out. Um, so and last but not least, I get to give a shout. Cam Whitmore is starting to ball. He's starting to get a few minutes. We'll see about that. But mainly, I got to give a shout-out to Duop Reef. He is 27 years old, but he's considered a rookie. International big, was playing great in the G League. Uh, Robert Williams and Draymond, um, it's my, I can't even think of my guy, dominating. DeAndre Ayton <laughs> has been out a lot for the Blazers. Um, Robert Williams out for the season. DeAndre Ayton has been out for a while recently, in and out of the lineup, knee issues. Duop Reef has been filled in great. Uh, he recently had a 15.13 rebound game <laughs> the other day. He had a big game tonight, had a 25-point game, and nine-rebound game the other day. So Duop Reef, out of nowhere, 27-year-old rookie. Guys like that are playing well also. I can't see, wait to see what these guys are doing coming up soon. And there's still a lot of top 20 draft picks that are not playing right now, like Jet Howard, like Grady Dick. So we're waiting to see what they can do as well. They just need an injury or an opening, and they could possibly take over as well. Taylor Hendricks, like we want to see those guys. Anthony Black, just playing a tiny bit, we want to see more. Jalen Wilson had a had a breakout game recently for the Nets. He just needs minutes. Jarris Walker, we need to see these guys get minutes, and that's going to be fun for the second half of the season. But it was great catching back up with you guys, giving a little recap of how the rookies are doing thus far. If you want to hear more or anything different, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at William is Bill for all the rookie content you could ever want and need. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe to the All Rookie Podcast. I'd appreciate it. The more likes and subscribes, uh, subscriptions, they keep me going, guys. Help me out here. Um, and I'll be back before you know it. Shout out to Cat Williams for no reason. <laughs> And until next time, guys, I'm out of here. Peace.